You are listening to the Jessica Bike Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri. And I'm Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. So this is the podcast where we talk about the fun side of cycling. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, leave with the smiles, our motto. And with the weather that we had in the last couple of days around our state, um, it's that frozen smile again that has crept back into the uh, landscape throughout the Midwest. So uh, hopefully the people that were just north of us enjoyed that Super Bowl weather because you got out right before it hit the Midwest and hit it with, oh, about six inches where I'm standing. How about over by you, Mark? It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Um, <laughs> now we're, uh, yeah, we probably got six inches of snow. It's enough that you don't know where the curb is. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's a little bit of fun. I'd have my fat bike out and I might get out yet today, but God, I got cold too. So mm. I don't know. I, I, I'm getting a little, a uh, little wimpy for the cold this year. Yeah. I missed Burr this year and I heard that they were riding in sleet and rain and nastiness and i'm okay that i missed this year i i have kind of have a every other year kind of game plan and so we did it the year before i had a lot of fun with that one but this year i I took the year off and i'm kind of happy i took the year off after hearing the reports that people people were kind of you know hadn't had rain before that turned into sleet on um burr so so not not too sad that i missed that one you know, I had one slippery burr that I went on, and and uh, I saw these people just sliding out from underneath. <laughs> you know, the bikes are just zip, zip, zip. And I turned around to tell my buddies, look out, it's going to get slippery. And then I went down. Um, and uh, I think I broke my tailbone. That wasn't a lot of fun. Um, but uh, I, I survived. It's It was okay. So, Ooh. yeah. That's not fun. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay off the bike for a little bit. I've uh, I'll, I'll get back. I guess after this this six inches kind of grooms down to a little bit harder packed, maybe. Um, but it, it, any time of year, it's, it's good to get out. It keeps your sanity, I think, when you get out. But I've got I've got a road trip coming up. We're gonna start our meetings with the overnight town community. So looking forward to getting out our first visit. Uh, we wanted to let the snow get past us at least and then uh, we'll, we'll be out on the road this next couple of days just starting that process of getting them ready for six months of planning and getting ready for ragbri yeah that's cool that's cool, cool. so what's going on uh, in your world mark you know uh, we had a new bill drop this week and this uh there's a subcommittee on it that i think you know bicyclists have complained about this for years that if somebody gets hit they get killed on the roads you know the penalties are just traffic tickets and and so this one was kind of interesting um if you're involved in a crash and somebody somebody is killed or injured and it's caused by you speeding and you're going 25 miles an hour over the speed limit um it becomes a class c felony Mm -hmm. um you know 25 is excessive Sure. Um, so I, I see that excessive recklessness, like speeding like this, should cause should call for higher penalties. And that's exactly what this bill's doing. Um, it, it right away dropped and then right away got a subcommittee meeting. So uh, we're really interested in seeing this bill move forward. Um, so we're, we're pushing hard. And it's not just a bike bill. This is a traffic bill that affects all of us. Uh, so yeah. that's that's a new one for us. 
Um, we've got it on our on our uh, legislative website, so iowabicyclecoalition.org. Uh, click the link that says End Fatal Bike Crashes, and then it'll show all the issues that we've been working on, including change lanes to pass and that sort of thing. So we're still waiting on meetings and scheduling and that sort of thing for this. We've got this week and next week, and then after that uh, uh, is what they call the legislative funnel. This is a deadline uh, that when uh, if you if you don't get through certain parts of the process, your bill dies and and is no longer considered active uh, for uh, for moving forward. I should say considered active. You know, there's quotes around that uh, because uh, nothing's dead until they gavel out. There's all kinds of legislative options and procedural options that can can bring things back to life. So. Um, we're going to keep working pretty hard and, and see what happens uh, throughout the session. But uh, the next two weeks is, is really a big two weeks for us. Oh, good. Well, good. Well, good luck with all those projects that you got going on. We stay out of politics at RAGBRAI. That's why we support the Iowa Bike Coalition. I know they're doing great stuff to support safer cycling in our state. Uh, hopefully everyone gets behind the Iowa Bike Coalition because they're doing that work to, again, you know, make, make cycling safe and enjoyable in our state and obviously the safety part um is you know going on right now trying to build those laws and uh, we can go out there with with a clean conscience and uh know that there's some laws that are in our favor as cyclists so so thanks for for doing that and i know there's a whole host of people that get involved and you know please continue to keep us posted on how we as citizens in this if you do live in the state of iowa uh, how they can get involved in the process you know, that's that's pretty cool you brought that up, too, because it's not just us. It's us together. Um, we've had 170 people email their legislators about issues, and uh, that's what really makes a difference. And, and we make it easy. You go to our website. All you got to do is click in your name and your address. Edit the, edit, the, edit the message that goes out, click send an email, and suddenly it's in that legislator's inbox, and uh, you're part of the process. So it's that easy. It's not cool. that hard, and it makes a big difference. Okay. Cool. Well, good. Well, I know we're getting on the road, so um, I got to go. You know, plow the driveway and all that, so we make sure we can get the car out of the driveway as we as we head over to Ottawa. Uh, we're going to spend three days on the road, uh, talking across the state, trying to figure out all that routing in between. I know we don't put out the full route till March. So while you're working on legislative issues, we're going to be planning this this big old ragbri route that's going to happen this summer and. We need a little bit of warmth after the last couple of days getting hammered with, with snowfall and, you know, just seeing seeing what a mess it did to our, our roadways. I mean, obviously, big, huge crashes throughout our, our state. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we had quite a few fatalities yesterday in our state with 50 to, to you know, 50 to 60 car pileups on the interstate. Boy. So uh, I, I think everyone's thinking about traveling safe and making transportation safe. So it's not just summertime biking, but it's but it's year round, and I'm, I'm sure that's on everyone's mind as they're starting to look at legislative issues to try to keep our folks in the state of Iowa as safe as possible. Cool. Cool. What do we What do we got on the show? Well, we have a Murphology that talks about winter biking. And I'm not sure. I think she caught up with a few individuals that have a, just a passion for, for being outdoors and riding some fatties in the snow and, and ice and whatever it, it takes. So I'm real interested to hear that morphology that's coming up real soon on the Jisco Bike Podcast. 
Sounds good. Let's uh, listen in and just go back. Hello, Just Go Bike listeners. Today, I'm on location with a bunch of cycling friends enjoying a popular winter ride called I Did A Ride here in February. So in Iowa, you never know what the weather will be like in February. And today, we started the day enjoying 40 degree weather. But as we speak, we're standing outside and it's sleeting, raining, snowing. It's a little bit everything. So um, I'm hoping the podcast equipment doesn't get too wet but don't tell my boss oh actually too late he already he's listening right now right anyway I wanted to talk to some people who are on this ride today about winter cycling because obviously people who are out biking in February understand a little bit about winter cycling so I have two guests on the show tonight today first guest is Mr. John Dooley who I've ridden my bike many many times with uh, rode with him earlier today on our fat bikes. So hello, John, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Kathy. Yeah, so nice to have you here in the sleet and snow. Oh, and it's the weather is very beautiful out. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So I've got a couple questions about cold weather cycling um, that maybe we can help our listeners, or maybe they'll just be entertained by us. I'm not really sure. So We are very entertaining. So first question, what do you like about winter cycling? Um. <coughs> I, I like it less um, as much as summer cycling, right. but I like to cycle year-round, so I'm just going to deal with it most of the time. But, right. Uh, since the, the advent of fat bikes, I've really taken to that, and uh, you, you know, I always rode as much as I could, tried to be uh, a f- as little as a fair-weather cyclist as I could be, but the fat bikes... I tell you, are a lot of fun. Uh, and now I kind of prefer if it snows in the winter so I can get out and, and ride in the snow and kind of goof around. And Yeah, and I think we can both say there was a time in our lives where, you know, once Ragbri was over, we maybe rode our bike for another month, and then we kind of took it easy all winter. Yeah, hung it up on the, uh, yeah, in the garage. Yeah, hung it up in the garage and said, well, we'll see you in the spring. But now I do think fat bikes have really changed uh, at least for me, how I cycle. For me, also. Yeah. don't really go as far, but I still have a blast. Right. Which we're having a blast now. Yeah. So we're talking, when we started today, it was about 40 degrees. I'm guessing right now it's maybe 30-ish. Oh, you can... My watch still says 42. Oh, it sure doesn't feel like it. doesn't like feel it. like it. Now, <laughs> so do you have a cutoff temperature when you're winter cycling? <coughs> uh, for long distance, for sure. Um, this year... You know, when when you get down to negative 15, negative 30, and then it bumps up to 20 or 30, you're like, oh, it's a heat wave. Yeah. we got to go out and ride. <laughs> right. So um, I, for any sort of distance, I would guess in the teens is kind of the cutoff. Yeah. I, I think once just behind my house and just goofing around, I rode when it was around zero. But, um, you know, anything less than that is, is dangerous to do go any sort of distance right so right I'm all about the safety well and speaking of temperature um, a lot of times it's all about the gear you have so do you have any favorite cycling gear that you have to wear when you're winter cycling I, I do I have some favorite outfits that I only <laughs> get to wear in the in winter, the winter? <laughs> yeah I have a, a long-running brown suit 
people might uh, recognize. I'm not wearing it today. It's a uh, brown jumpsuit with blue stripes, and then I just dress in layers. And sure. That has made appearance on many, many rides over the years. Sure, sure. Uh, anymore now, I mean, I wear just like a um, thermal layer and then a sweatshirt layer and then like a uh, not even a winter coat, I would say. The coat I'm wearing today is kind of my go-to. Like, it's just a, a tight core coat. Right. And to me, like, the issue isn't your upper body. It's it's your lower body. And feet and hands is, is really the, the main thing. Not even my, – my, I'll be sweaty and my body will be really, really hot. But Right. And it doesn't take long to go from, God, I'm freezing clo- cold to maybe a mile down the road. Then you're like, all right, I'm overdressed. Yeah, I'm, I'm hot. <laughs> yeah, so you have to really be careful of that. For me, it's always like my hands and my face. Yeah. So those are things that I always have to think about when I'm winter cycling. You have to so. grow a beard, and that'll help your face. <laughs> That's what I, I do. I, I don't even think I'm going to try that. <laughs> but, yeah, you do have a nice grizzly look <laughs> to you. <laughs> um. Any tips for people who, you know, maybe have already put their bike away for the year and they're thinking, maybe I can do cold weather yeah. cycling? I, I'm a big believer in, in the bar mitts. The, uh, so explain what those are because I have those as well. Um, it's, it's kind of a thermal. I'm not even exactly sure what the material it's made out of, but it essentially just hooks over your, your handlebars and um, just kind of... Uh, Velcro's on, and then your hands go into the the apparatus and onto the handlebars, and then it's it's really warm and toasty in there. I honestly, I wear very thin gloves. Yeah. Or no gloves today. I'm not even wearing gloves. I've so got the the bar mitts the bar mitts actually stay on your bike. Yes. So like actually, we're standing outside right now and looking over at the fat bikes. I can There's see plenty. mitts on lots and lots of the bikes out here. Yeah. So then if you have those, they block the wind. They're fairly warm. So like you said, you don't even have to wear gloves. Yeah. Nice. On a day like today, I I wouldn't. But uh, my hands were actually getting hot and I'd have to take them out from right. time to time. So. Right. Good. So that, that definitely helps with hands. Mm-hmm. The next area is feet. Yeah. And I do notice that you have like booties over your shoes. Yeah. What what are those doing? Oh, sorry. That's not very manly. (laughs) You have shoe covers. (laughs) Yeah. Shoe covers. And that's mostly because I don't have the hardcore like winter boots. Yeah. You know, are with clip-ons. I prefer to always ride with clip-ons. Sure. Um, In my shoes, I actually uh, cut out some like thermal bags and put them underneath the soles to try to keep it warm. I've done that the last couple of years. Yeah. I think that's worked out pretty well mm-hmm. cool so. i i bought online these they were like some they they claim that they were something that astronauts wear and they just look like shoe insoles and yeah. i can't believe it but they worked yeah you put them in your i don't even know what they're called something i just feel like i'm an astronaut when i wear them I, mine is kind of the same concept okay, except yeah. for i made them like i was i was reading that same type of stuff yeah and I, I took a uh, a bag that you would use to keep hot and cold food in. Yeah. And just put my foot on it and drew around it. And, and stuck them in your shoes. Yeah. Cut it out and put it in my shoes. Yeah. It doesn't matter how, you know, what it looks like. If it works. No one sees it. <laughs> well, now America knows they, your all secret. All of America knows about it. All now. of America knows about your secret. 
So I guess uh, the last question I want to ask you, um, I know that you've done Ragbri many times, and Ragbri is known around the world for their pie. So do you have a favorite pie? Do I have a favorite pie? Yeah. Um, I would say my favorite pie is probably key lime pie. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. That sounds very good. With homemade crust, or does it matter? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I think today is probably not a good key lime pie day. It's no. It's going to be hot, and, but. Yeah. All right. Key lime pie it is. I think you're the first person I've interviewed that tells me key lime pie. Really? So, all you rag people out there, you know, like the people that make pie, probably should have you a key lime pie. You gotta get on the key lime. Key lime. All right. Well, thank you so much, John, for being on the podcast. Thanks, Kathy Murphy. All right. Let's see who else we, we can talk to. Okay. All right. I found somebody else to interview. We've got Mr. AJ Takus here, um, who's also enjoying the I Did a Ride. Hi, AJ. How are you? Good, good. Glad that you're on the podcast. Yeah. So this guy I've known forever, and he has all the gear for everything I've ever seen you on, whether it's summer biking, winter biking, kayaking, camping, like anything you need. Like, AJ, I need a hanger to hang up my jersey to dry out. He will pull out a folded up hanger out of his fanny pack. No, not your fanny pack, but out of one of your bike bags. You're just like Mr. Gadget guy. So... I'm a gear nerd. <laughs> so I'm really excited to hear about your take on uh, winter cycling. So, um, And as I look at you, I think I've told the listeners already that we're actually outside right now. But you've got head-to-toe, neoprene, good layers. It's still sleeting out, but we're doing just fine, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So first question is, what do you like about winter cycling? Uh, it extends to cycling. Um, years ago, I didn't bike into the wintertime, and... Uh, if, if you bike enough, you don't lose a lot of a, a lot of the fitness, but you do lose it. And uh, biking through the winter, uh, you keep it, and it's just yeah. something to do instead of sitting inside the house. And for some reason, like winter cycling, maybe it's because we don't. It's not as intense as summer cycling, but it's it's kind of fun because it's a break from. We all know we want to get to summer cycling. Sure. So it's more of like a fun thing, better than being on the couch. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and the thing is about uh, winter biking, your body's already trying to keep warm, so it's working harder. So yeah. you don't have to bike as far. Not that I don't like biking long distance, but yeah. in the wintertime, shorter's not so bad when it's cold out. Very, very true. Very true. So speaking of that, do you have, what's your winter cutoff temperature for cycling? I haven't reached that yet. Are you kidding? No. Um, I would uh, the coldest I've biked in, uh, going off of memory, is I believe seven degrees, and I think the wind chill was like fifteen below. Holy cow! Um, but I, you know, obviously it was in town. I mean, you ha- you have to be smart about it. You could obviously get hurt, right? Um, riding in that cold of temperature. So if you're in town, the wind blocks a little bit, right? Um, and you have the opportunity to get out of out of the uh, elements. Yeah, you can tuck into a business sure. or a bar or a restaurant or whatever. And the guy I just interviewed, John Dooley, who I'm sure you know, yes. he also said winter cycling, having facial hair is a big deal. Like he Makes a difference. thought that I should grow a beard, but <laughs> I see that you also have facial hair. Yes. So you guys have a little bit of an advantage. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> that is absolutely true. And on a side note, I'm wondering if this has happened to you when you're biking in the seven degree weather. You told me a story one time I don't know. Let's say it was 110 degrees out. You guys were biking out to the start of Ragbri, and your phone 
sent you a message that said, it's too hot for me to operate, and it shut down. Yeah, i never ever seen that before. <laughs> it was over 100 degrees, and I, um, we had stopped, and we went and got my bike, and, and my phone shut down because it was too hot. Never seen that before. I'm going, yeah. seriously, <laughs> and I'm going to ride, and, and I'm, you're not yeah. working. Yeah, so mine's shut off in the cold before. <laughs> so then I've learned that you need to use an, a pocket inside one of your jackets exactly. rather than the one way outside. So, sure. Yeah, so anyway... Um, so here's my favorite question to ask you is just to describe to the listeners some of your favorite winter cycling gear. Uh, my biking shoes and my pogies, which is, um, that's actually a brand name. So, uh, how do I describe pogies? It's, it's the, it's the things that go on your handlebars where you don't have to wear gloves. John just talked about him uh, a minute ago, but uh, explain what it is. It's huge. They, they fit on your, on your handlebars, and you just slip your hands inside, and all your controls are inside. Um, you can buy all different, obviously, like every gear. You can spend any amount of money on them. Um, the ones that I have, I've never wore gloves underneath. I wow. always have gloves with me, yeah. but I've, I've never wore them. Um, that's important. And then um, winter biking shoes, they're expensive, but... I've talked to many people that said, you know, and we're talking 300 some dollars. Right. And they said, I've been so cold that I would, I would give $300 to be warm. Right. So that, that's a huge thing. Um, I've had mine for a, over 10 years now, and my feet have never been cold. If your hands are warm and your feet are warm, you're going to be warm. Right. And most people, by default, always do extra layers on their core i'm always over layered in my core but then my fingers are freezing my feet are freezing so now i've got to i've got to invest because both you and john said the exact same things about feet and hands it's big it makes a big difference and then the other thing for me is my face you know when you get the wind going and um i took my ski goggles and i've worn those a couple times which works out perfect during the day but they're tinted um red for when you're on the slopes Mm -hmm. so at night everything is skewed and it's not it's not a safe environment at night so i need to get better goggles i have uh goggles as well yeah i have four different lenses for them oh ranging from clear to uh like today i'm wearing uh lenses that work in the uh this type of weather clouded sure and then i have uh reflective sun ones and then just dark sun ones so they do make them, but yeah. again, you know, it, it's like everything. It, it, it's expensive. Right. Do they make them with windshield wipers on them? They do not, <laughs> but they do make them with vents in them. Oh, nice. So they don't fog up. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, that's another thing is getting fogged up when you have a, like a face mask on, but you're still wearing your sunglasses or your reading glasses and yeah, fogged up glasses don't yeah, work. Not riding a bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, any cold weather uh, cycling stories that maybe you'd want to share with listeners? Um... Probably almost 10 years ago, I did a, a benefit ride in February, and it snowed. We had three to four inches of snow. Uh, we were riding the trails in Cedar Rapids, and uh, there was only like six of us that ended up riding. And back then, I didn't have a fat bike. I had my hybrid bike. And uh, we got down into a wooded area, and I never seen so many skunks. Skunks? Running up and down the trail. I mean... At least 10. Are you kidding me? No. Like All a skunk convention p- was happening that like, day? I, I don't know what, they, what it is about <laughs> snow, but they seem to like it. Uh, they left us alone, so we're happy about that. Yeah. But I will never forget that. They were everywhere. We're all kind of going, what's up with the skunks? Wow. We have a mutual friend 
who does a lot of solo riding and he tells us there's a stretch of trail in Cedar Rapids where he sees a skunk almost every time he's on the trail and he named it I can't remember the, the skunk's name but come on I've been on that trail like a hundred times I've never ever seen a skunk but now and, you're saying you saw 10 yeah I mean I'm, and I'm talking right right below Mount Trashmore that no area down way. there they were like the happiest things I've ever seen. They're like playing in it. Playing in the snow. So as long as they're happy with the snow and, yeah, and stay leave away us alone. From, stay away from the bike trail. Like, oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> well, do you have any tips for listeners about winter cycling? Like general tips? Uh, well, if, if you ride in the summertime and you ride long distance, don't, don't try to do that in the wintertime. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to. Like I said, your body's already trying to keep warm. Um, and, and, and make sure you always have an out. In other words, don't, don't, don't get someplace where you're so cold and you can't get warmed up. Um, win, wintertime's dangerous. I, um, I kind of reserve a little bit to say to get studded tires. Uh-huh. Uh, they're expensive. Yep. Um, I have them on three of my bikes. Uh, wintertime, if it's snowing a lot, it's not a big deal. It's probably more so if it hasn't snowed and, and water is running off the trail. Mm-hmm. If you're going to ride past sundown and it starts to get slick, mm-hmm. uh, it can be pretty dangerous. And you and I both have a friend that had a pretty nasty break right. about 10 years ago. Right. I mean, she was laid up for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, so be very, very careful. Um, don't pedal across ice, coast across ice. Yeah, I've learned that the hard way. Have and you? even when you know it, yeah, it's just, you see ice don't pedal and then you kind of panic like well if i pedal i can get through it faster or i can fall down exactly <laughs> <laughs> right well one last question we ask everybody who's on our podcast because i know you've done ragbri many times sure. but uh what's your favorite pie oh i i love uh oh, why do i have, i just threw a blank rhubarb i oh, love okay. rhubarb yeah. pie however oh there's a however not rhubarb, strawberry. Oh. Don't ruin it with strawberry. Oh. Just have rhubarb. <laughs> My question is, have you ever heard of strawberry rhubarb? Well, I've heard of strawberry and rhubarb. Exactly. They call okay. It. So I'm just saying, you don't ruin the this, this strawberry pie with rhubarb. Don't right. ruin the rhubarb with strawberry. <laughs> Teach their own, but uh, straight up <laughs> rhubarb. Rhubarb. And I found out on Ragbri for the last 27 years yeah. that that's the first thing they run out of. Ah, so the early, what's that called? The early bird gets the worm or yeah. the rhubarb, rhubarb pie. Exactly. Yeah. Or you just have to know somebody Perfect. who will yes. set one aside for you. And, and, and always stop at the church places oh, yes. because they, oh, have, yeah. they make a lot of stuff. Yeah. So. I mean, everything. Yeah. Those and are my favorite stops. It's all, it's all great because m- most of the places are, are fundraisers. Right. So, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not singling out churches. But, boy, they make some good pie. They do, yeah. And then, yeah, and all that money goes back into the community. And, exactly. You know, I'm sure the next day everyone has to take a dig, you know, a huge deep breath like, oh, my God, what just happened yesterday? But then they look <laughs> at their, you know, all their balance sheets and go, oh. Perfect. Yeah, now we can buy a fire truck or a exactly. get the church refinished or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Well, AJ, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. And um, I love winter. Actually, I love cycling with you anytime. But winter awesome. cycling, you can't beat it, especially when I can go look at your bike and see all your winter gear and know what I should be buying. Well, and the other awesome thing for me is I, I've been doing winter biking for years, over 10 years. Before I had a fat bike, I had uh, studded tires for my road bike, studded tires for my hybrid and now studded tires for my fat bike yeah just just 
giving an example of my biking in the wintertime. And years ago, it was a hard time to find anybody to bike with me. Now I don't even have to ask. I just go out and everybody's out. Right. And here so we are awesome. in February and there, I think, I don't know, there's probably 60 to 70 people that yeah. are on this ride today, which is called I Did a Ride. I think the only place you can look for it is um, on Facebook and it's been around for a long time. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Great. Great. Well, listeners, I leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of Murphology, which comes from Whistler's Law. You never know who is right, but you always know who's in charge. Think about it. And that is the end of another edition of the Jessica Bike Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in each and every week to hear our tales across the United States and especially as it uh, pertains to the Midwest and the state of Iowa. So thanks for tuning in each and every week. And who's this great podcast brought to you by, Mark? Well, we got three great sponsors. The first one is Think Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities. If you're looking for great places to do single track and and, uh, some of the awesome things that you can find as far as bicycling in a community, Think Iowa City, uh, come and visit. Bikes to You, one of the best bike shops in Ragbright Charters. Um, check out their women's clothing selection, their outdoor outfitters, uh, home in Grinnell, Iowa. And then finally, Primal Wear, one of the best custom bike jerseys, shorts, and accessories. If you're looking uh, for uh, gear to bicycle in and apparel, uh, check out Primal Wear. Cool. Well, a huge announcement that came out of Iowa City. They are going to host for the third time the UCI uh, Cross Championships and just another, you know, just, just, you know, they're just killing it there in Iowa City. I know Josh Schomberger and John Meehan uh, and a whole host of people went over, I, I believe, to Belgium. Gosh, um, in the middle of winter, going over to Belgium, watching some cross championships, and they brought home just just another gem for the state of Iowa and for the Iowa City area, hosting yeah. that great event again at the fairgrounds. I I believe it's a little bit later in the year, so it might not be uh, ninety degrees. Is that correct? You know, uh, I think they got to pick their weekend this time, and uh, I think it's going to be a much much different time. They're not going to have a home football game to deal with. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be nice. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Great job, guys, getting a, another fantastic event to Iowa City area. It's going to be kind of a biking summer, isn't it, uh, over in Iowa City? So <laughs> cool stuff with Ragbrag going on and UCI World World Cup going in, Cyclocross Championships. So lots of fun coming up. So appreciate you tuning in each and every week. Like I said, if you, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. You can check us out on Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud or anywhere you get those uh, podcasts on your phone or in your car or wherever you're listening to Mark and I chat about bicycling in Iowa. So do you have uh, any comments to close us out this week's uh, Just Go Bike podcast, Mark, or any thoughts to close us out? No, no. I, you know, the only thing I want to focus on is is getting a bike out in this fresh snow before it turns muddy and slushy. So everybody get out there and, and just go bike. Thanks again for listening. 
Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.